Hey there. Welcome to Rested Mama's Talk. We're Chelsea and Mika, your certified pediatric sleep coaches who were once exhausted mamas just like you turned into rested mamas who now have helped hundreds of families get better sleep in three days with an alternative to traditional sleep training. As creators of the Association Fading Sleep Method, we teach a responsive and holistic approach. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing the journey from true parental exhaustion to thriving parenthood. From real sleep tips, from us and other experts to real stories of families just like you. Let's get rested. Welcome to another episode of Rested Mama's Talk. My name is Chelsea. It is so great to have you here today. And hey, Mika, how are you doing? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing good. It's nice to see your beautiful face today. You too. (laughs) So Mika and I don't live in the same city, believe it or not, but I actually went and visited Mika this last week. And so I do miss you. (laughs) I miss you when we're not in the same city. (laughs) But today I am so excited because we are actually talking about a topic a misunderstanding, myth, however we want to call it, that we hear a lot from potential clients. And that is, you know, getting good sleep. Does that really mean no life? <laughs> Do you have to have a good, strict, consistent, or no, however you want to say it? Let's say, do you have to have a strict schedule to have good sleep? Do so- you have to run to your house? Before right. nap time, every single nap time, every single day for you to still be able to have good sleep after you sleep train. Correct. And uh, and that means, you know, nighttime too, does that have to be super strict? You know, what does that look like, right? You know, I understand it's a really, it's a really understandable misconception. Um, and it's also a really understandable concern that a lot of our potential clients have, um, you know, especially just because being a new mom, right, Mika, like first time mom, you're already going through so many changes and adjustments. And then put on this, this extra layer of like, oh my gosh, not only are these, all these things that I'm adjusting to is kind of essentially finding myself a little bit again. And what that looks like as being a mom, but now I have to like throw out all events and everything out the window. It's like you're picking one thing yeah. for another. And I, and I remember as you know, having a newborn mm-hmm. because your boobs were already out all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I felt like I could have, I already couldn't leave. And then I was tired. Right. And I, so I could see how moms can think, okay, I'm really maybe past the point where my wake times are longer and I can Mm -hmm. actually be out. And yeah, I'm really tired at night and I really want, I really want sleep, but do you have to pick one or the other? Right. Answer is no, <laughs> you don't have to pick one or the other. No. You can have both. I think, you know, this is where it's really important that all of our followers, our listeners, families understand what it means to be consistent versus strict and what things actually break sleep that matter. Right. And it's going to start first with, first of all, understanding the real truth. 
which is laying the foundation initially for consistency with your child in the beginning is going to allow you to have more flexibility with your life, with travel, with going out. And so I think that maybe doesn't resonate with anyone just yet listening to no. this, if you're trying yeah. to figure it out. So yeah, I let's kind of stick it dive in. Back. Let's yeah. understand the why and the what. Like, yeah. let's talk about that. So kind of at the basis here, it is a misunderstanding that you have to have a lack of flexibility in order to have a consistent sleeper. Okay. Now within our program, we do talk about being strict. Um, And what we mean by that is being pretty exact with our, you know, our bedtime and our nap times, our wake windows at morning wake up time, but only for your initial 10 days of of the process. (laughs) And that is because we are helping your child completely change their routine. Okay. So up until, you know, you are sleep training and really helping your child get some different changes within their sleep habits, right? Because like what you're doing right now, even if it's not feeling really sustainable to you, is their routine. It's ingrained. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say like, yes, routine, but it is like natural habit, right? Yeah. And part of that is what we're all trying to break. Yeah. And so what does it take to break a habit? Consistency (laughs) (laughs) and repetition too, right? Repetition. We're going against the grain. We're changing something that isn't there anymore. And so the answer is yes, there is a level of strictness and we require that really for the first 10 days so that it can work for you later and flexibility can come. Here's actually another thing while you might be you know, in it or thinking about going in and want to know what it's like. Another thing that just popped up in my head is another reason we ask for you to be, you know, families to be so, so precise, not just in our program, but, you know, we give you those tips in our webinar yeah, that we usually do around how to make sure that you um, really get to your sleep goals in three nights right. is because if you are not super accurate and, and strict about your wake times and your naps for the first three days, mm-hmm. we actually don't know what's broken. No, we don't. And it's hard for us to troubleshoot that or kind of to advise you within that process. And so, you know, okay, what's your saying? Mika, you're always so good with these little like one-liner nugget sayings. <laughs> you want to wait, wait, I want to get this right. So you want to work for sleep so that sleep can work for you. Yes. <laughs> You're going to work for sleep so sleep can work for you because yes. at the end of the day, we uh, want this new sleep habit of independent sleep and longer stretches and really predictable naps to be so part of your child's body that it doesn't matter where you are. No, no, no. Okay. So wait, I'm going to go back again because here's another one of our, our our favorite analogies. Okay. So within that 10 days period, like we talked about, your child is, is relearning some of their routines and getting into the groove with your new set nap schedule and routine, right? So up until that point, you know, it, whether that routine was, you know, you were nursing to sleep 
or rocking to sleep, et cetera. What happens is that your babies, you guys are so smart, (laughs) even at a very, very young age. And so think of it like a song you have memorized. So we all have those songs that even if it's been, you know, three months since we last heard them, like we could tell you every single word to that song. We love that song. It's comforting. Well, so that, think of that as like your routine, your bedtime routine, your schedule, et cetera, that your child has has memorized. But now in this 10-day process where we're changing those routines, all of a sudden you're going to start to sing a whole new set of lyrics. And your child is going to be initially, not forever, but initially really what Mika <laughs> really confused right because He's confused this song there are too sound... many versions of the song for yeah. them to <laughs> understand which song are they gonna do today <laughs> right and so with your repetition and staying really strict just within those 10 day period they relearn a completely new song and it does become very comforting to them, just like your old song did, your old routine. And so let's say that you were going to sing one lyric today and then another lyric tomorrow. They're not going to catch on. They're not going to learn that new song and maybe they will, but it's going to take some additional time. Um, and we really want our, our kiddos to learn as fast as we possibly can get them to learn. Right. And so with that, there is that 10 days of quote unquote strictness, um, to help them to relearn that. Right. So it's automatic, right? Yeah. when, When Chelsea talks about that, it's because like, you know, how many times have you tried to break a habit or started a habit, right? And drinking more water or working out Mm -hmm. after maybe a month of you going to the gym twice a week, maybe the first couple of weeks. Yeah. You got to like really force yourself to do it. But after a while it starts, it becomes your routine, your every day. And so that's what we then want to let go of so that when you are out and about, your child will actually have such strong preferences to the routine and consistency that you had in place mm-hmm. that you will be surprised. They will fall asleep at those same times and you can be consistent. Yeah. Um, so, the- okay, wait, let's kind of go back again. So what does consistent mean? I think that that, that, you know, when people hear consistent, they think probably like same time, you know, all of the like thing that we would think of as strict, And really what, you know, whether it is that you guys are on the go, if you're traveling, if you have a holiday event, whichever, what we mean by being consistent is to, one, still offer that sleep uh, at the time that they would typically have that sleep, okay? Um, Just because, like Miku was saying, you guys as long you know once you have that really good consistent regular schedule and routine they're going to fall asleep when they would typically fall asleep okay yeah. <laughs> um they're going to want to sleep when they would typically want to sleep so you know saying consistent with that meaning still offering sleep at that time um but the other thing too is that within the process we really want your kiddo to learn what they're supposed to do and take those cues from sleep from 
their routine. So those steps of those things that they do prior to going to sleep. And those are things that you can really do and take pieces of that even when you're on the go. Okay. For example, we talk about um, doing something like you were saying, saying one or two specific songs before you put them down for bedtime, right? You can do those when you're out and about and on the go, those become great sleep cues. So just there are know- so many things that you can incorporate and it's not about doing everything. Again, there is flexibility in this, but targeting the time, right? When you're out and about and taking advantage of what are those components in your current sleep routine right now that's working for you that you can stay consistent and bring with you on the go, I think is the biggest key. Yeah. So, so what was that for you? So like, what are those things that you always take with you when you're on the go anticipating that sleep? Yeah. And you know what? It's, right? it's, and so, you know, there, there is one specific thing Chelsea mentioned, like when I bring things with me on the go so that I can have that really great sleep, it's because that there are such positive associations to them. And that's my way of communicating to my child that I know you're tired and it is nap time and you can go to sleep. And so, you know, Chelsea was here last week and what did we do? We went wine tasting. (laughs) We went wine tasting because I live by wineries and, um, but we're also moms. So we had our children with us Mm -hmm. and my son, who's a year and a half still takes a nap at uh, 12 Mm o'clock for about an hour and a half to two hours every day, right? He sleeps. He's um, on the money. seven, (laughs) Seven to six. And we went there. I looked at my clock. He was getting a little cranky anyways, <laughs> not liking his snack. I put him in the stroller. I had my um, snooze shade that covers it and blocks it out. I always really invest in a stroller that will lay down flat. Mm-hmm. And I attached my little sound machine to it. And, and he was I, out. He was out. Um, now, granted. You did push him around. I did. Yeah. So like, that's okay. This is really key. So, you know, when Chelsea and I talk about this, it's really true that sleep, good sleep, you know, and those consistency, Mm -hmm. those routines will really work for you later. There's two things, right? There's independent sleep that you want to keep. And then there's just sleep in general, right? Right. Like your nap times, your nap schedule. And I'm not going to be able to necessarily sleep just have him fall asleep in a stroller. I mean, that's not what we're saying. That's not magic. No, no, no. That's not sometimes magic. totally. But you know what? I know that his routines are so strong that I can stick him in a stroller. I pushed him around for what? Five minutes, came back, stuck Maybe, him in the yeah. corner and he was asleep for two hours, two hours. <laughs> because that was his time. And I built that pressure. And when I got home, was I gonna, you know, rock him to sleep or whatever? No, he goes down independently. And we're at home now. I have control over that. We're gonna lay him down awake. And so and I think that's a yeah, that's a really good point that I think sometimes, especially after you've worked really hard on just developing really good independent sleep habits, just know that babies, like I was saying, are really smart and they're going to know the difference between when you're home and when you're not home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so 
you know, what I just know that if you have to do a stroller nap, if you have to do, you know, where you're putting baby in a carrier and you're walking them around, that is completely okay. Just when you go back home or let's say you're on vacation, you go back to your Airbnb, you go back to your hotel, that is a place where they can be in their own sleep space, pack and play, bassinet, for example, where you can do those same bedtime routines or nap time routines and have them still fall asleep independently. You know, what you're not going to do. And kind of when we say consistence, uh, being consistent with going down at that point, you know, what we would not recommend is, you know, for example, even though you're in another sleep area or kind of place to then go back to some things that, you know, you old habits, old habits. Yeah. Whatever habit you're trying to avoid, right? Because like we mentioned, we spend 10 days breaking a habit. So if you see that you're consistently doing something else, that's really where you're kind of in the red zone of turning things around. Yeah. And, you know, let's be real, Chelsea, right? (laughs) When we talk about flexibility, flexibility in terms of like flexibility for parenthood, um, I'm clearly not going to be able to do the same things that I did before babies. No. Um, But, you know... Uh, and and I'm still going to have to cater to him, right? There's still going to be times where it's like, but oh, well, give I can't take. watch that movie, right? I can't watch that yeah. movie at 12 because it's nap time. But having that predictability of knowing exactly when he's going to fall asleep most of the time. Yeah. That is enough for me to be able to enjoy my day. You know, you're going to. And plan try better. Time your car rides. Right. Try your, if yeah. you're going to time your car rides during nap time, start 10 minutes before, let them fall asleep in the car. And if they sleep for just 30 minutes, that's totally fine. You know, we always say that naps on the go or away from home, if they sleep at least 30 minutes, that's awesome. Take it um, and just proceed with your, with your schedule or your routine, how you typically would after that. So that's about 80, 20, right? Yeah. We always say that to our families is like, Okay, obviously, it's going to be different if you're on the road 100% of the time or, you know, whatever it is, but 80, you know, 80, 20, the 80, 20 rule, that 20% of life where we just go do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you think are times that you can like deviate from your child's schedule? You know, like, is there a time when you can do that? That's a question I get a lot. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, honestly, this is a personal question Yeah, (laughs) and you have to know your child Mm -hmm. for us. If we are deviating from that schedule, I didn't have control over it, right? Like I'm on a flight or, you know, we're trying to get somewhere we're traveling or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would ever of choice. (laughs) (laughs) deviate from the schedule only because I know that my child is highly sensitive to that nap schedule and he will just simply be not fun. He is a not fun. He doesn't, he loves an overtired child. (laughs) But you and I have, you know, older girls. I I mean, we have girls who are very sensitive to bedtime. My six-year-old cannot make it past seven. 
you guys, I not even so my daughter is almost eight, so she's seven technically. And we still joke that she turns into a pumpkin at seven if she's not into bed. Like she is just she has to be in bed by seven fifteen. And mine is not nice. I mean (laughs) tell you too, she's like it is late. And you know, we let her yeah, I mean it's ingrained in them. We we let her even try to stay up for, for New Year's, right? For the first time ever. Yeah. She didn't make it. She put herself to bed. Um, yeah. So I will. I for for us, I don't typically deviate. Um, but have I been in those situations? I have been on a red eye with a baby who did not. Yeah. Sleep. So it happens. It happens. And what did I control? Do? What do we say? Control what you can control. Control what you can control. <laughs> and when I got when I got off that plane, you better believe I didn't care what time it was or if it was not or it was her nap. I stuck her in and I tried <laughs> to give her some sleep. And then I spent the next couple of days just readjusting, knowing yeah. that they're going to be a little tired. That's and all. that's very something that I want all of you guys to really hear us on this. There are going to be off days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if you've had a month of like this beautiful, like consistent, just beautiful napping, everything has gone so well. And then you have an off day or maybe even two because of life events, right? Yeah. You are even just baby or your kiddo having an off day. I mean, kids are humans too. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just know that, especially since you've, you know, you had put in that 10 days that, you know, that work of being really consistent and diligent with your routines, you can always the next day go back. Tomorrow is a new day and it is okay. That all that work that your child has done and has really developed really strong sleep habits is not going to be completely in the trash just because of one or maybe two days, right? Um, you know, maybe there's another day of a little bit of transition to get back on things. But again, it's never gone away. <laughs> you know, those things are just never done. So try not to be hard on yourselves too. Um, you know, parenthood is is hard. hard <laughs> For lack of a better way of saying yeah. it. I'm like, I wish I had a more eloquent way of saying parenting's hard, but it is. So and hard. so just be patient with yourself. Okay. So that's kind of, I think, probably the biggest takeaway of this. Well, let's let's chapter. do our three tips then. Okay, right? yes. Okay. Time for our tips. Yes. Right? So every episode, we do specific sleep tips for you guys. So we call it, lack of better way of saying, your rested mama sleep tips. So it is always surrounding the topic that we are talking on. And today is obviously about schedules and routines. And so here are some three tips to take away from today's episode. So start it off, Mika, go ahead. Number one. So the first one is when you hear about whether you are going to have to give up your life and flexibility, For good sleep long-term, the answer is no. But when you're talking about establishing that and being able to have sleep work for you, it does require 10 days of strict consecutive work that you are going to utilize to establish the sleep routine so it does become automatic. Once those routines are in place and they're fully established with your child, Yes, you are going to be able to have flexibility and have naps on the go and still enjoy the things that you did before out and about. Yeah. And just to clarify, when we say that 10 days of consecutive, you know, consistency with your schedule, 
You guys, that doesn't mean that you're going to have to do every single nap at home and that you're going to have to be in your home for 10 days straight. Um, you know, they, we also are parents of two kids each. And so we know that there are times when you're going to have to do a car nap. You're going to do pickup. You're, you're going to have, have to do dance yeah. or soccer or. Or there's a doctor's appointment or, you know, things like that happen. So really naps are just, uh, you know, practice for the big show, which is nighttime and bedtime. So we want to try to get as many naps as we can at home, you know, at least one at the very, very minimum a day, but just know that too, you're not going to have to be in your home that entire day. Number two. So now this is the case, not just for, you know, when you're being flexible or, you know, you're those 10 days specifically, but Anytime you make an adjustment to a schedule or routine. And what we mean by that is like changing the time of a nap or bedtime or awake windows. Anytime you make a change in that way, stick to that change consistently and consecutively for three to four days before or, you know, before you expect to see the effect of that change. That's actually Um, just a secret little tip tidbit maybe yeah. not so much about flexibility it is it's so just, I just started really, it yeah, was like really think that this is super important yeah because yeah there's a lot and, of information out there and, and it is it's really, really hard to, yeah and it's really hard to be like okay so I'm gonna try this today that doesn't yeah. work okay now tomorrow I'm gonna try this but you you know you really just gotta let it simmer <laughs> you gotta really let it play itself out and also have your your child body adjust to that change as well. Um, and just, you know, stick to it for that full three to four days. Okay. And the last one, the last one, and this is your takeaway, right? Yes. You have habits in place when you are out and about, you're trying to retain sleep afterwards, just know, control what you can control. You, you don't have to make everything work like a symphony every single time, right? Your child, again, we said it, knows that you're not at home. So do things like bring um, like our slumber pod. We talk about slumber pod a lot on our page. I use it religiously when I go on travel. So if I can't control um, the light in a room, I'm going to bring a travel, I'm going to bring a slumber pod. Mm -hmm. Or portable, you know, suction cup curtains. Yeah. I'm going to bring my hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm out on the go or we're on a plane, I am going to still bring my sound machine. I am going to maybe have a sleep sack and just control the things you can control. And when I can control the time and that's the only thing, then that's what I'm going to do. So, and I think too, um, with that, I mean, just know too, it's, especially once you have that really good consistency there, what can happen a lot of times is, and I used to do this all the time with my kids when they were babies is, you know, at the holidays on Christmas or, you know, you know, New Year's, Thanksgiving, whatever holiday it is, a lot of times I would actually just go through my kiddos bedtime routine at my sister's house and put them down there and then just transfer them back into their car seat or crib or even do the bedtime routine. That's what they're going to go back to sleep. They're going to go back to sleep and it's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, you can even do your bedtime routine and then stick them in the car. If they fall asleep in the car, that's fine. They're ready for bed and then put them back into their crib when you get home. So, you know, there's our thing. It's all possible. So just if that's the reason why that you haven't decided to change your routine or sleep train, Just know 
it shouldn't be. Yeah. So I actually make it, I remember when my daughter was I think nine months old, we legitimately did a, like an abridged bedtime routine in the bathroom of a restaurant. <laughs> and then we just stuck her in the car seat yeah. and we put her back in the car when we got home. So, you know, again, control what you can control. Yeah. It's going to work out and it will be okay. So don't let that be the reason. Don't let that be the reason. That's a great thing to say. So, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Please know if you are struggling with consistency with your sleep, um, with your schedule, Mika and I, we're here for you. We're here for you. Yeah, we (laughs) are real true people on the other side of this podcast. So feel free. Find us. Find us. We got lots of avenues here to get in contact with us. So we, we honestly would be happy to help you along the way. But thanks so much. And we can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Stay rested, Mika. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rested Mama's Talk. To stay connected and get more sleep tips from us, follow us on our Instagram page at rested underscore mama underscore happy underscore baby. To find out how we're helping families around the world get better sleep, check out our website, restedmamahappybaby.com or chat with us directly to learn more about our programs. Chat with you next time.